0: ...more handsome if I sorted out my hair. When I tell her that I don't have any time, she usually tells me that there would be girls lining up outside your door if you would just tame that wild mane. I tell her that I've better things to do than chat up girls, and she normally stops there. Since I split up with Cindy a year ago, I've thrown myself into my work. Six years of sharing everything with someone has a big impact on the way you live, as it turns out. It hit me pretty hard when she left. I think I've been recovering ever since. So my hairstyle is not high on the list of priorities at the moment. I probably ought to have a shave, too. I don't look that bad, but I'm sure my mother would say I could do better. To listen to me, you'd think I spent all my time with my mother. I do have my own place, a couple of rooms on the third floor of a building with no lift. It's all right, actually, and more importantly, it's affordable, But my mother's been so upset this past month that I've been camping out in her living room a lot. She moved house when my father left, so she doesn't have a spare room anymore. In fact, I bought her the sofa bed. I must have had a premonition that it would come in handy one day. That was two months before Cindy left me. I rub my cheeks vigorously as though it will help to warm my fingers. Then I tug at the collar of my sweater and pull the hem down in an attempt to give it some sort of shape. I can't believe I've been walking around like this all day at work and no one has said anything. They must know that Wednesday is visiting day. Maybe they saw the look in my eyes and knew to keep quiet, out of courtesy or out of indifference. Or because they're hoping I'll have a nervous breakdown and get fired and then they can take my place. There have been a few comments and funny looks at work since the day I lost it in the corridor and screamed at Cindy about sleeping with her boss. But since then, she's moved to another office, and in spite of my occasional outbursts, I'm one of the best employees they've got, so I don't think they'd want to lose me. My grey eyes look back at me in the mirror, pale against the mop of black hair. In a gesture of cooperation with my mother, I put a hand to my head and tried to pat it down. But it doesn't work. Anyway, what's the point? I've got no one to impress. A light tapping sound turns my attention towards the window. Damn. It's raining. I don't want to go back outside now to freeze and get soaked while I wait for my mother and my cousin. I look around. This room is nice and warm. The person is still asleep, and judging by the perfectly arranged furniture, it doesn't look as though she has many visitors. I consider the situation for a moment. If she wakes up, I can always just tell her I came in by accident. She doesn't have to know that I decided to stay anyway. And if anyone comes to visit her, I can say I'm an old friend and then quickly make myself scarce. Better find out what her name is first, though. The clipboard at the foot of the bed says Elsa Billier, 29, head injury, severe trauma to the wrists and right knee, multiple contusions, partially healed right fibular fracture. The list continues until he reaches the most awful word of all, coma. So... There's no danger of her waking up, in fact. I put the clipboard down and take a look at this woman. Twenty-nine years old. With all the tubes and wires coming out of her in every direction, she could be a forty- or fifty-year-old, trapped in the middle of a spider's web. But on closer inspection, she does look twenty-nine. A pretty face. Fine features, blonde hair, few freckles here and there. A beauty spot by our right ear. She could be asleep. It's really only the thinness of her arms over the sheets and her hollow cheeks that give her away. I look at the clipboard again, and my breath catches. Date of accident, 10th of July. She's been like this for nearly five months. I should put the clipboard back, but my curiosity gets the better of me. Cause of injuries, glacial mountaineering accident. It takes all sorts. I've never understood why anyone would go and risk life and limb out on a glacier, those freezing places full of hidden holes and weak spots where you might be about to die every time you take a step forward. I bet she's sorry now. Well, in a manner of speaking, I don't suppose she actually has any idea what's happened to her. That's how a coma works, isn't it? You go somewhere else and nobody knows how to bring you back. Suddenly, I have a terrible urge to swap her with my brother. Stuck in there all alone. She hasn't hurt anyone, at least I doubt it. Whereas my brother drank too much, got behind the wheel, and killed two 14-year-old girls. He's the one who should still be in a coma, not hurt. I look at the clipboard one last time.